this is talking with Kevin and Son. This is a division of RMK Productions and the 10 United Podcast Network. Um, we're all about helping other people. And today, to our listeners, I'm bringing two extremely, extremely special people with big hearts and a bigger purpose in order to match that heart. And um, I just want to tell your listeners, you know, these two are dynamic people. And not only are they so dynamic, they, they work together, and they're also uh, are going to co-author uh, a book together called, what is it, In the Search for a Perfect Wave? In Search of the Perfect Wave. Yes, it right. is. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to um, Sid and Liz. Welcome. How are you guys doing? Thank you, Kevin. We're doing great. It's really great to be here. And uh, what a great introduction. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, wait till you see the actual uh, introduction when it gets dubbed in. I, I'm going to blow you away. <laughs> hey, but, you know, we've talked several times. Um, and I, so we're, we're, we're not strangers, but your story is something that people need to hear. I, I don't know if Liz, I, I've listened to you tell it. And, you know, it's like chocolate in the summertime. You, you melt uh, a person's heart. And Sid, I, I'm going to tell you, you, you are wise beyond your years, little brother. So, um, you know, Liz, how did this Sid and Liz or Liz and Sid thing come about? Well, you know, I think I'll actually let Sid start. You back. always do that. That's the reason why I asked you first. <laughs> Go ahead, Sid. T tell us how you guys came together. Well, uh, well, you know, I was here on Earth first. She came 17 years later. So I think that's why she gives way to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, I'm going to tell it in a couple parts because every seven years, big things would happen. So the first meeting, uh, I guess it was like 2005, maybe 2006. I was interviewing for, I still wanted to coach, you know, I'd coached college football for 12 years. And, and yet I always had this dance back and forth from soccer to football to soccer to football. And so I wanted to prove to myself that I could coach another sport. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go be a head coach uh, of a soccer team. So I started coaching and, and we went undefeated a couple of years. And then next thing you know, I interviewed at this high school and, uh, and I walked in and I, I got the job and I wasn't sure if I was going to take the job. So I, they brought me in and wanted to show me around campus. And, and I went into the gym and this ball basketball came bouncing over. And then here comes this little person, uh, I say little because she's shorter than I am. Here comes this person over running over to get the ball. And it's just in the gym is all African-American people and one little white girl. And so she came and got the ball. I, I bounced the ball to her. That's how I remember because it, it was like, okay, in a needle in a haystack, if it's a different color, you're going to recognize the needle. So, right. uh, so there it was. That was the first meeting, uh, which really wasn't a meeting. It was just an eye contact. But that's all it really took. And then seven years later, Liz uh, was at another yoga studio and someone randomly said, hey, there's a there's a studio down the street that 
has donation-based yoga and it's really good. You should check it out. And, and uh, so she comes to the studio and as she normally tells this part of the story, she, she came in and was ready to take class. And for me, there were so many people coming to the studio at the time. I didn't really recognize anybody coming in, but she remembered because I was obviously checking in. So it was easier for her to remember that moment. And then in between that moment and seven years later, when we got married, uh, there were so many things that happened uh, that, that created a space for us to understand that not only were we friends because we became friends after uh, time in the yoga studio and then on she came to a retreat I was leading and and things of that nature I, I talked her into moving from the beach back to manage the yoga studio and uh, and there were so many things that were ordained that it was like okay we've got this friendship and then I actually went and got hypnotized for six hours in order to, to ask questions to my highest self. So I wrote down uh, like 30 something questions that this lady would end up reading and asking once she got me tapped into my highest self. And, and at one point it said, uh, it took me through a lifetime and it said, okay, the lady asked, well, who's that in Sid's life now? And, and, it, and the voice said, it's Liz. And so that really sparked a whole nother level of our of our connection i mean at the time i was engaged i had to break that off but my heart just said i i i've got to keep going and you know i'm i'm on this mission to bring the world peace uh, my native name speaks that he who brings peace and and i feel like this relationship my relationship with liz is truly the mission that we can be a couple that shows the world a different way of being. And, so. and, <laughs> and Liz, you're, you're, you're a teacher, am I correct? Or I work as a school counselor. You're a school counselor, um, but you're also a certified yoga teacher. And from what I un understand, um, this is very rare. You guys have um, to count, and this number is probably higher, and please correct me. I'm probably, I have a small number in front of me, 75 thousand people you guys have inspired through the, the, the message of um, life and yoga. Tell us about this path and how yoga connects to 75,000 people and how you guys are inspiring those people. Yeah, well, I when I hear that question, I just automatically take it on as a, a reflection of my own self journey through healing in the name of yoga and what i have come to learn is that the more i can work on myself the more i heal myself the more i manage my own uh, emotions and thoughts and actions in my life the more i create a ripple effect of positive uh, love and joy out into the world so you know for for me before finding yoga that was seen as selfish is how I viewed it. Taking care of myself was a negative thing. And since uh, my own healing journey, I have come to open up my eyes to that that level of self-love really creates such a opportunity for anyone who I cross paths with in my life. So um, it's, it's a humbling number to think about when you put it out there. 
but I, I also kind of sit back and say, you know, if, if everyone could take some time to care for themselves, I think the world would be a much better place. And, and, and to my listeners, I hope you are listening and I hope you get a chance to um, see this interview live. And I want you to pick up one thing, because I've always learned one thing. It's from my grandfather told me, he says, you can always tell people that when their hearts are truly connected, for no matter, no matter where they are, what they're doing, they can't stop touching each other. And I'm sitting here watching <laughs> you right now. And I don't know if you're holding hands or whatever, but you, know, <laughs> you, you can always, I, I can see her arm around you. And, <laughs> and Sid, you are a best-selling author. Can you tell us about that book before we get into the, the, the new book and something else I want to ask you too. And um, tell us about um, your best-selling book and where to get it. So uh, I became an international best-selling author. Before that, obviously I was a best-selling author. Uh, after doing a collaborative book that was about people that are speaking around the world and making an impact. And so that's what actually took me to being an international best-selling author. And, and I had written three other books that were my own before that. And, and so The Warrior Within, Those Who Know God, and Yoga and Life Empowerment. And so those can all be found on Amazon. And I, I will say if, if I were to somewhat recommend for somebody which book to pick up first. Now, listen to your own heart, figure out which one you want to go with. Yet. The Warrior Within um, is really about my journey from when I was three, I knew I, what I was going to do. Like I knew I was here to bring peace to the world. Yet at three years old, no one really listens to you and lets you do what you wanna do. Mm. And so I had to go through life that uh, in many ways shaped me, molded me, helped me see and learn from experience what was possible for me. And so that part of the book or the first part of the book uh, really talks about that. And then the second half is the spirit of the game and the game is life. And it's, it's really taking all of the lessons on the field, off the field, in the game of life and helping someone see how they can apply those lessons into their own life. So it takes you through a, a big journey, uh, just going through the book and, and using the examples uh, that help the examples of the lessons that helped me get through help somebody else see their way through in their own life. And so I really love that book because I wanted that book really took me uh, probably 15 years to write 15 plus years uh, where then the other books came forward a lot differently. Uh, Yoga and life empowerment is a six week self-study program. So not only do you, does someone get to, go through the yoga practice that uh, came through my body to heal my body. Uh, they also get to go through and study themselves and ask deeper questions that people don't normally stop and pause and say, okay, and now it's more, a little more regular, at least the beginning questions. And so that's what that book's about. And then the last book, we went on a journey where we, sold everything in our house uh, and then traveled the world for 32,000 miles in our car and as well as um, 
take going to several countries. And so we got to see many people and, and understand ourselves. And, and really, I'm not sure how many people could go in a car for 32,000 miles and, and really never have an argument, you know? And, and so that, that space and that understanding eventually, uh, after the year on the road, then Corona happened, we were in the Dominican Republic, we had to come back and we lived from house to house during the pandemic and took a lot of faith to be able to do that. And also a lot of trust in people that would give us their houses. And some of, some of those people were a little different. And when they would become different was it was like, oh, it's time for us to hit the road again and move. And so eventually we went to Atlanta. We were blessed to, uh, a friend gave us her house in Atlanta. So I said, if we go there for 30 days, I can write this into a book. And in 22 days, the book was done, published and out. And, and so that, that's those who know God. And it really I put that title there so that people could have to face their own fears before they even open the book. Because so many people hesitate to open the book because they think it's religion. And it's like, okay, so if you're hesitating to open this book because you think it's religion, what are you doing with God? So you got to get beyond that before you ever even open the book. And then, and then when you do open the book, you realize it's not about God. It's about your relationship to the thing that created everything that gives you access to being able to create the life of your dream. So that's the three books. And uh, hopefully I sum that up pretty cleanly for everybody. And, mm. and, and yeah, so that's, that's where it is. And, and I've been fortunate, like Liz has written uh, the preface for um, a couple of the books and, and has obviously been there and, and helped with shaping things and did pictures on the inside of the book with my son. And so uh, at least on yoga and life empowerment. And so to be able to uh, bring those things forward in that way and see how our life has not only in the books do you get to see my life but you get to see the beginning of how our life has come together and that kind of leads us to where we're going on the next next venture and that opens the door to to the next question because for for people listening even my, myself and since i i, I know your, your your story um and every, everyone that reaches this plateau in their life when they identify to who they truly are both spiritually and physically and how they see the, their, their selves in this world, we had to overcome something. Now, if I could rewind a little bit before Liz and Sid had this good life, <laughs> I don't know how far you want to take it, but there, there had to be at a point that said something in my life needs to change. Where were you at when that conversation happened to you? And what was the, where, how, how far did you go within yourself to get to where you uh, are today? Well, I think I'll let Liz go with that so I can, my life's been longer, so it's, she needs to take it for first here on this one. Hey, you're, st you're still a baby. Come on. I got some age on you. All right, Liz, fire it up. Yeah, I, I think everybody hits a moment in their life where they feel like they are alone. And in those moments, you, I have been kind of faced with, okay, what do I do? There's no one, you know, you, you come to a point, I feel where you're no longer um, 
under the rule, so to say, of parents and you become independent from friends and you're just kind of finding your way. And um, for me and my relationship with Sid, as he shared during his hypnosis is like, okay, he's, he is with another person and I am not supposed to be around that space. Um, and there's all these other reasons, you know, Sid and I have quite an age gap and, um, yeah, two years. <laughs> you make me do some math here, Kevin. <laughs> 17 years. So there's a lot of, um, you know, reasons and a lot of opinions that came forward to me that I kind of had to step back and say, no, this is me. This is my life. This is up to me to decide which path I want to go. And, um, and that was a pivotal time for me to really just kind of dive deeper into my heart and say, this is what's right for me. And I don't need to explain that to anybody else, Amen. but it, it's, it's me, it's my life, it's my heart. And I know that it's my path to take. Now, believe it or not, you guys just put the exclamation point and you guys have both read um, my, my next book com coming out and you guys have proven exactly what i what i said because a lot of people are in relationships that they should not be in and they're surviving those relationships because they're too much of a coward to get out of or they're in a situation in their own mind that they they wouldn't know a good relationship if it stood on their face mm. and sometimes we we walk around blaming the world for our own shortcomings and we're not honest with ourselves and i always say everyone needs to be happy and if you define your happiness by making a decision that's unpopular to, to everyone else, who really gives a damn as long as you're happy at the end of the day? And, and that's what I'm going to tell, you know, our, our, our listeners, because when you talk about the art of peaceful living, the two individuals that are on this podcast right now is not only mastering the art, they are going around the world and they're sharing this. So regardless of their age difference, regardless of the, the color of their skin or their environment, that they live in, no matter what the choices or decisions they make, you know, for me, I'm happy that you're happy, you know, and it doesn't make any difference to anyone else. But I also know that there, there's always these disruptors in our life. And I'm going to ask you, Liz, how do you deal with that? Because you have children. So you guys can't always be this zen because your children wake up every morning with their own program. So how do you deal with that, mom, and doing all the th wonderful things you and Sid are doing in order to save this um, place called humanity? Well, we don't, we uh, <laughs> actually, I have three children and okay. they're grown. They're 26, 23, uh, and 21. Oh, with it. My notes are all screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> but she has to go daily and be with children. So I think that is what... Uh, helps us choose whether or not we want to bring children into the world uh, because she gets to go and see what children are actually dealing with. So I'll kind of let her spin it off of that. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly many moments of disruption and um, 
I can smile big because I am over one from this morning when my car broke down on the highway. And um, well, that disruption caused a ripple effect of disruptions into me calling Sid, freaking out a little bit about being on the highway and not being able to drive and uh, cars honking at me. And um, yeah, those moments are just moments in time and they always offer something once we're through the, uh, the close up picture of chaos. And so just like today we talked and uh, I saw how much space I had to grow and how much I could let go of. Um, and I think that that example is there for uh, all of us, you know, anytime that we choose. And that I think is the gift of whether, you know, you have children in your life, whether you have a spouse, whether you have a neighbor who drives you crazy or a neighbor's dog or whatever the case may be, it's, it's using and not using, but uh, allowing those disruptors to be um, like an elevator that just lifts you up instead of puts you down in in the dumps all right all right so the perfect couple been <laughs> pen to paper first sentence to last sentence due out february 2022 uh i know how difficult it is to to, to write a book by yourself but i've <laughs> never co-authored a book and especially with my better half you you guys gotta tell me how in the hell are you doing that and how does it work and you know, who's doing what and, you know, don't, don't be nice to tell us the, the, the <laughs> down and dirty. I, I want to know how to do it. Cause I, I, I know if I were doing that with my better half, he'd be like, well, you should have said it this way. Okay. I want to write my part. How does that work between you guys? And how do you search for the perfect wave? So I'll start with, I had already started the book, uh, you know, in search of the perfect wave, after I'd started the book, I began to realize, wait a minute, I've been through relationships and everything is a relationship. And here I am in a relationship that I've evolved to getting closer and closer to perfection. So, okay, well- Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm gonna stop you. Is there such thing as perfection? All right. I think so. And, and I say this because people used to say to me, oh, you can't, you can't have that type of relationship. And I used to be like, why not? Like, why can't I? If, I, if I'm sitting here with this person, because I've been married twice and a long relationship and a short one in between that my grandma made me break up with. Um, so, you know, Native American, we go through something four times yeah. and we start Wait, over. No one's going to believe your grandma broke up your relationship. Oh, yes, grandma did. Did. <laughs> so one, well, actually, I take, let me, let me go back. Cause she'll be like, grandson, you know how that came. And so <laughs> what happened was I was on the mountains and here they come across canoeing across to pick me up on the other side of the mountain. And I see them coming and I hear this voice say, she's not the one. So uh, what happened was she came over and she said, I wrote you a long letter. Now, I never got to see the letter because life moved. And I didn't tell my grandmom that I heard that on the mountain. 
uh, because I didn't want, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So it was mine in my opinion. And so we got home and I called my grandma and she's like, how's everything going? And I'm like, it's great. I feel so good. I had a great meditation last night. She's like, and how is, I'm not going to say her name because people That's don't know okay. her. And how is she doing? And I said, uh, she's doing great. She said, you didn't listen. And I was like, what's she talking about? Spirit said, break up with her. And I said, ooh. Mm. I was thinking in my head, how do you know that? And she said, did you hear me? Spirit said, break up with her. So I paused again and she said, grandson, you're not listening to me. And I said, I heard you, grandma. She said, spirit said, break up with her. And I said, okay, as soon as we hang up, I'll call her. And I called her. And when she came over, to my surprise, because here I am thinking, man, I really don't want to break her heart. She was like, you know, my old boyfriend came back in town. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so when I said we were going to break up, she was kind of like, oh, that makes good sense. <laughs> and so it went easier than, than I had anticipated uh, or even probably wanted in some ways with my ego. But yeah, she, she reminded me to let that one go. And, uh, and so then in my next relationship, she, she kept making me stay until I realized exactly why I wanted to go, you know, and not just because I wasn't uh, getting what I wanted or things weren't going my way or she just made me stay until I'd really start to look at me and understand myself. And then it was like, all right, I'm out. At, at one point, it just got to a point where I said, I'm out. And yeah, and I see Liz and I'm going to walk this one because it's what I want to do. And, uh, and you know, that I'm not advising that of anyone uh, because it, it broke up church and state. Our yoga studio split in half in many ways. Uh, I had to, they, they said that at one point, uh, many of the sages, when they would go back home, people wouldn't be able to listen to them because they knew them when they were younger. And so I travel the world and, and people listen a lot easier than if I go back to where I was then, you know, even my body, my body reacts differently uh, from different moments that tether, try to tether back to my body and, and be in that, uh, that creates pain within. And so I had to go through the fire like that. that it was a big fire to get here for sure. And, uh, and now where we're going, I feel is, so far beyond where we've been and so that was like the beginning of writing this book was understanding me and how all these relationships and and that has really guided my life and shown the practice for me to uh really open up to where i'm going and and so when it comes to writing the book now it's i taught my son to teach yoga at the age of 13. i've taken and he still teaches and actually bought me out of the yoga studios and he still teaches. He still owns the yoga studio. He's 26 now. And, and um, in that space, I, I just never really stayed in his classes and critiqued them. I, I, I never had to take a class to know what he was teaching like because people vote with their feet. They're either really coming because they like you or <laughs> the room's empty. And mm -hmm. so it's kind of like that with this book. I probably won't read much of what Liz writes until the book is published because those are her words and they, and she should be able to put her words out and trust in me to hold her up no matter what. And, 
And that's why we're together. So I, I trust that she's going to, she's probably going to be the one that'll make it a New York times bestseller and I'll just get to enjoy the ride. All right. So Liz, I, I, I take it. The title of a book is a metaphor for life. And please correct me. Cause I, I don't know. Tell me about your input in the book. Or is this still a surprise? Is this a preview of something yet to come? Yeah. So the title is, it's kind of relates to me back to that last conversation or question you had posed about people in our life. And I think that for me, the waves of life are just, um, you know, it's about moving through with ease and just allowing life to kind of be that opportunity to grow and move forward as opposed to feeling stunted or stifled. And so um, more recently, Sid and I have found the love of surfing together. And that has really been an amazing space for us to, to share time together. And at the same time, you know, we have our own boards, we have our own waves that we're riding both literally and metaphorically. And, um, and that's really inspired us in our journeys of life, again, individually and together. And so um, in a similar way, for me, writing is not my, uh, I wouldn't say that is like who I am. I'm an author or even a speaker, you know, I'm more of a listener. I'm someone who sits back a little bit more and just takes it in. And so as Sid has continued to be in his love of writing and speaking, and I've been a witness to it, I've kind of slowly been taking steps, you know, being in some of the photos for the yoga postures and yoga and life empowerment, and then writing, and most recently the preface for those who know God, I, I, I'm kind of tiptoeing that line between comfort and finding my growing edge and I'm the type of person that just says yes to those challenges and I believe in pushing myself for growth. So um, I can't say this is my idea. However, <laughs> I am happy to ride this quote unquote wave and just keep growing because, you know, I believe in that in, in life that that's, you know, there for all of us. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I, um, I feel like the book is kind of resembling our life. And as we kind of step up and out a little bit more together, as we've grown in our relationship, this is a natural next step for us. Well, I, I'm going to tell you, I don't know if Sid shared this conversation with you. So I'm going to be a disruptor with this ride to perfect way. <laughs> when I first went on your website, I called Sid. And I, and I will, will tell you this, Oh gosh! To, to look on the website and then to see a black man on a surfboard and realizing that when I went to the Bahamas, the leading cause of death in the Bahamas is drowning because black people can't swim. I have, I've never seen a black man on a surfboard and I saw sit. sit. So when, when, when I, when I saw this, I'm going, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but um, I don't know if he told you this conversation. The Olympics has, has just come and gone. Right. And there was uh, a gold medals was, was won in Hawaii. And the first thing that came to, to my head, because Sid and I are both coaches. And I said, let's put something together, you know, call it the Sid Academy, bring a mm -hmm. bunch of inner city kids together. We got three years for the next uh, Olympics. And let's put 
inner city kids on uh, surfboards with the hope that we have one of our kids from Sid's Academy bring home gold, silver, or bronze. And I got chill bumps like I'm doing right now when Sid sits. I can tell Sid was smiling on, on the phone because the <laughs> idea. I can tell when we do this that every surfboard company and every sponsor is going to say, well, how do I get in touch with Sid? How do we make this work? How do we build housing for it? Well, Sid, tell me if I'm a little out, out of line. Is this dream? No, you're right on. Keep it going. Keep it going. Is, is Speaking it possible? Business, bro. And, and, and I, I will tell you, it's like for everyone that has ever had a dream, as everyone that's ever come overcome an obstacle, when this podcast is released, connect with RMK Productions and Network on our YouTube page, connect with Sid and Liz on their Instagram page, on their Twitter account, share this uh, podcast globally for every sponsor that makes apparel, every sponsor that has a soft drink, every sponsor that has um, a nutritional product, every sponsor that has a conversation about mental health, and anyone and everyone that advertises for change and inclusion and bringing people together and, and sincerely commit to changing a young person's life, get on the Sid wagon and become part of Sid Academy. Mm. And, and let's see who brings home the gold. Let's bet on Sid and Liz. Yes, sir. Like right. I got those truth bombs. I just got flooded. So I appreciate you and and sharing that. And and you know when I think of um, well, one I'm going to say we already started. So we've got we're doing a test run with adults and we're gonna do that uh, in March. And then we wanna turn around and have the first uh, retreat for the Academy in June or July, maybe even August, we're just looking at those dates. And we have people that are finding uh, children in uh, Detroit. We're gonna have people obviously here from Jacksonville and. And we're gonna, I recruited Detroit as a football coach. So I, it, it means a lot to my heart to go back and, and help Detroit, the city. Cause they were just, I mean, I can think of Bart Scott, uh, Hightower, so many different people. And I could keep going. All the, all the guys that came through Detroit Country Day, Abby Parsons and the guys I recruited from Cass Tech and Martin Luther King and, and just amazing high schools that, they, they, they produce some amazing people with some rough conditions. I mean, just beyond rough. And so I, I, I want to make sure that everyone is honored in that way. You know, the things that I've been opened up to in my life from uh, yoga, which as a college football coach, I never thought I'd be doing yoga. It was just some lady that thought I could heal my body if I started doing yoga to heal my ankle surgeries. And that did that. And, and the meditation that I was taught at eight years old, there's not very many kids of any color taught to meditate at eight years old. And, and that has carried me so much. And so God has given me so much. And I've been fortunate to start speaking at companies that pay me well, and now I can do things for free or to help people. And that that's just on my heart. So if someone really, you know, like maybe they, don't know how to donate, well, then bring me in and speak to your company and I'll, I'll elevate your company. And then that'll give me the ability to go help elevate other people. And, 
And so I, I'm just grateful for everything that has opened up for us in our journey that continues to open up in my life. And, and, uh, and surfing is something I, I'm very blessed to be here in Jacksonville. And I came off the water today. I was on the water the day before. I was on the water the day before that. I surf as many days as I can. And it's not because I'm a professional surfer. It's because of I connect in the water. You know, the water feeds me. I was out there today and, and the waves weren't big, but I was paddling out and I kept running for those things. And, and that's what it's about. You know, really, it's a lifestyle, the art of peaceful living. It's a lifestyle that we all can have. And I'm ready to bring that forward. So thank you for that, that little nudge you gave and, mm -hmm. and keeping that moving. So I, I'm just excited and, and I, I'm, I can't even get the words out and I'm not one to ever get caught for words. So well, I, I'm glad I'm, I'm the one that left you speechless. How, how do people get in touch with uh, Sid and Liz? Yeah, so easiest way is our website, artofpeacefulliving.com. And you can pretty much find any social media links there. We have our events, um, opportunities to just send a quick email through our contact us and sign up for a free call or, you know, get us in touch with you that way. So artofpeacefulliving.com. And then you can also just go through our names. So you can go Sid McNary on all social media networks, Liz underscore McNary on Instagram and then Liz McNary on everything else. So just it's pretty simple in that way. So thank you. You know, to my to our, our listeners at, and people you should know, these are two wonderful, wonderful people. Um, Liz, I'm a Southern boy, so I've got to say you first, even though it's always Sid and, and Liz. So um, I, I we were always taught to elevate and protect um, women and honor them. And you know, I, I have another podcast I co-host. Um, uh, one queen, two kings, where we showcase dynamic women. It's called 100 Girls with Curls. And we have strong men that are inspiring, encouraging them and protecting them and being there to make sure that uh, everyone knows the, the female power. So this whole thing, this conversation, the reason why I brought you guys on, because I wanted to elevate the thinking of people to live and live your own best, best life. And through the relationships of choice and chance these two individuals have come together and not only have they found and bonded their hearts together they're actually serving my grandfather used to always say when you get to a point that you can help someone else it was your duty to do so reach one teach one and that's normally my closing line but i'm going to ask you one big ask if you were to have a magic wand or whatever and would make your dreams come true because the people that follow us have a higher call to action. These are people that get involved. They don't drive by an accident. They stop to see if they can help. You know, they render first aid. They make people's dreams come true. We've had authors that have come down here that are looking for publishers. They've gotten publishers. We've had, you know, young teenagers that have gotten auditions in Hollywood movies because of connections with directors we had. And we've gotten authors that's gotten, you know, thousands of dollars of uh, endowment for literacy. So our people do help. They don't just listen to this podcast. They react to it. And that's the reason why we're not looking for big numbers. We're looking for quality in the people that we have relationships with. So I, I want both of you to take a good look at each other, look into your eyes, look uh -huh. into each other's eyes and think about your one big ask. If you had that one thing, 
that would just make life a little easier or bring everything together, what will it be? And they are looking at each other and they're smiling. (laughs) (laughs) Now, as we go to answer this, I'm going to ask Liz in like 30 seconds or less to tell the perfect dream story for herself. Cause I do living the dream uh, as a workshop. So go for it. Cause you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, my dream was to wake up in uh, our home that serves as a retreat center for people to come and access the same peace that I have felt since doing this work. And so what it looks like moving through that perfect day of waking up and starting the day with meditation, going out on the water for surfing, coming back and having community gatherings, meal, conversation, um, working with people. I I work in a school. I'm also um, working outside of that school with people um, for mental health. And so working with people in that capacity and uh, then gathering at night with a big group of community for dinner and just having food and songs and dancing around a campfire. And uh, I guess I'll pause there. So initially when we did this, I said, I was leading people through write your perfect, perfect day in 30 years. And and I made Liz, we were just starting to date. And I said, hey, look, you can't include me in your dream. I need to know that your dream mas- matches my dream if we're going to keep going, because you should be able to dream for yourself. And so her dream did, because my dream was to live on the beach and be able to surf. And uh, sometimes I'd go get on the jet and I fly somewhere to go help some people and children. And, and so really, like people listening, it's about building our home. And when I say our home, I'm talking about a center that truly is our home. We live there so that people can have access to us or be with us in some way and be with the people that that are there to serve and lift other people up. And and having that home that gives people the experience and the time and the space to disconnect from their everyday life and elevate to a space with source greater than they ever imagined. So we're, that's what we want. We want to build our home and we have a couple ideas around that. We'll see where it ends up, uh, whether it's Jacksonville or Dominican Republic, or we're open to making that home the perfect place for everybody. And some reason I can't. I was on pause. Um, I I turned off the mic. I wanted to make sure that you, you guys were being heard. So to my listeners, open your heart. Okay expand your horizons all right and if you're in the position or you're connected with people that are in the position in order to provide an atmosphere where love faith and humanity can grow then plant a seed where sid and liz can go ahead and prosper and share with the rest of the world the art of peaceful living now sid from this interview liz from this interview from this podcast, we know your story. And this is only the first chapter of many chapters to come. What do you want our listeners to take away from this? Well, what I want the listeners to take away with is that peace is possible. And that, you know, when when you asked that question about dreams, Kevin, I, I just thought of 
um, that quote, I think it's a Disney quote, a dream is a wish your heart makes. And I feel like uh, that's just, that's just what keeps coming up for me as possibility. And so like take the time to just slow down, tap into your heart, ask yourself what your dreams are, be willing to answer to your own voice of truth and be open to the possibility that they're coming forth right here in this moment. And I would say that I want people to, as Liz said, know peace is a possibility. And it's a possibility that is definitely feasible, it's definitely accessible, and it's up to you, whomever is listening. Peace is an inside job. We are here to help in any way we can. And got to go in and do the work because when it when it's truly peace, it's 100%, which means I'm at peace when my studio caught on fire. I was at peace. I was at peace when my son was born and couldn't breathe, but he grabbed my finger and lifted himself out of a hood. I was at peace when when I was going, when I was blind and my dad asked if he should come to England to take care of me. And I said, no, God's got me. Peace is an inside job that is unshakable for me. And it's non-negotiable. You know, Gandhi said he was aggressive about his peace. And what that means really is no matter what, he was gonna fight to get it back. And so for me, I am the same, one and the same in that way, knowing that the peace inside of my heart touches every person on the planet. And so I look to increase that. And if we all just look in that way, we will have peace on earth again. Well said, well said. Well, we're, we're coming to an end of someone, of people you should know, Liz and Sid. I am so grateful that you allowed me to share this space with you. And to our listeners, we have covered a lot of information, a lot of personal information, and I hope at some point within this episode that we shared with you, we have enlightened you or touched something deep within your soul that changes your view from where you sit right now. If you have not followed us, then I ask you to subscribe to RMK Productions and Network on our YouTube channel. Or if you want to get in touch with us and learn more about what we do at RMK Productions, email us at info at rmkproductions.net. You have any closing questions for me before we sign off? Yeah, what may, what was the mission? Because I, I love uh, and, and give thanks to the fact that you allowed us to speak our dreams into the world because it starts with a thought, there's a feeling, there's a vibration that goes out and it begins to become reality. So what was your beginning of finding people like ourselves and amplifying their their mission. You know, it, it's, it's funny that you asked that because this is the second time today that I've been asked that question. Um, and this was from a child. I gave me, I had a uh, television interview here in Philadelphia. And when I walked in, you know, and this is just the way I am. I, I shook everyone's hand. I thanked them for coming. And um, the host told me, go, you know, just go sit down, go sit down. And then uh, it's kind of my way of warming up and whatever, but I, I, I want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable with the conversation I'm, I'm going to have, because when I tell my story, some of the conversation is new 
to some people that don't know my experience. So it's a little uncomfortable. And I always say that um, education is not designed to make you comfortable. It's designed to make you think. After I left, I shook every single person's hand from the person that was um, carrying the, the mic that gave me water to the first people that were up in the booth. About an hour later, um, let, me, let me go back a little bit. One of the guys said, how do um, I get your book? And I said, I just happened. I didn't bring enough books for everyone, so I didn't even pull it out. But I gave him a, um, uh, a copy of my book and I signed it. And I said, you're, you're only as strong as your last no. And I said, dream big. And I signed it and gave him my phone number. An hour later, I got a text message from someone that Jack, you had given a book. And this young lady had asked, she goes, how do you find those people that you surround yourself that are high valued or high profile people that share your same space? She goes, I've been looking on the internet and I keep getting let down. And I always say that people that come into your life that are valuable make more deposits than withdrawals. And I said, you've got to be first true to who you are in order to attract people that are like you. And so I said, look, you've already got the first person. So here's my number. Call me any other time. I said, I'll be more than happy to guide you. And again, it's all about service. So when we talk about our mission and we created RMK Productions, we wanted to create a platform that everyone can share the platform. They had a story to tell. We weren't looking to, to interview and sensationalize our platform by interviewing celebrities. We wanted to find people that like yourself that had stories that were doing something was um, purposeful. We wanted someone that was giving back to humanity. We wanted to represent a population or a race that had no representation in this space. And we are a black owned company. And we wanted to draw, draw in like-minded sponsors and individuals. So when we created our mission, you know, through the power of story, we wanted to educate, inspire and mold and, and create a framework where life can begin. And hope was helping other people every single day. And that's our mission. We stay true to it, you know, and that's where we came from. So I, I appreciate you guys giving me this, this time and space. I appreciate the question and allowing me to um, give a shameful plug to our story and how we began. I've got two amazing partners, actually three, Marjorie, uh, Phoenix, which is the president of our company, Raymond Porch, which is the other co-founder to our company. He happens to be, you know, the superintendent in his full-time job at the Burlington Public School, um, teaching um, inclusion and diversity um, to our young people. So they're opening eyes. I co-host with my, my son and he's absent today. And the reason why he's here is because too, I wanted to teach him how to be an entrepreneur. I also wanted to dispel um, the whole conversation that men of color are absent from their children's life. So I made it a person, uh, a point that people that have stories like yours, we should get to know them. We always see the stars and we realize that a, a movie star or a celebrity only impacts the person from the moment they're in the room. But when we tell stories like yours, we connect with people like you and the story has a life of its own. And that's the reason why when we bring in people into our circle, our sponsors and our advertisers respond to people that connect that make a difference and people that make a difference, make the world go round. So, um, you know, with that said, um, I, I'm going to end this interview and I'm going to say again, find 1000 reasons to be kind to someone. And as my grandfather always said, when you get to a position or a point in your life, you can help someone reach one, teach one. 
and I'll fade to black and we're out.